your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. Friday. Woohoo. Welcome to Lacrosse Talk PM. And Dr. Anthony Chagoski's in here. Should we do movie reviews? Two days in a row. I did William <laughs> Garcia yesterday. We did movie reviews for this first segment. Um, the Suicide Squad, yay or nay? You going to watch that free on HBO? Uh, or do you not maybe yes. don't have HBO? Yes, I will, because it's free on yeah. HBO Max. Not a not a movie theater guy? If no. there wasn't a pandemic, are you a movie theater I guy? am not a movie theater guy. I have basically... I think that was one of the permanent changes in my life out of the pandemic. Like I'm never going back to a movie theater like ever again. <laughs> what, but why is that? Um, it's just so because HBO gives you the movie now, right? Exactly. Away? Or Disney? Are you buying the Disney? Now that's a different story because you have to hand over a pretty penny to watch some of those Disney movies. Well, really, it's only two movie tickets now because I think movie tickets went up in price. I'm sure they did. So you and your wife, same price. You know, I think in all of the time that my wife and I have been together, and we've been together for 10 years, I think that we've been to a grand total of two movies in the movie theaters. Is it like, uh, what would it be, like Fast and the Furious 8 and Fast <laughs> and the Furious 7? <laughs> we saw, I, I, only, I remember one of them. We saw Lincoln, the movie with... Uh, What's his face? The, was, one, the one where he's a zombie hunter? Not no, like the not the zombie Lincoln, like the actual Lincoln. Yo, I don't. I didn't see that one. I know how that one ends, so I didn't want to watch it. <laughs> the zombie hunter one, I have no idea how it's gonna end. So, I'm, what is that one called? Like Ab- Abraham Lincoln zombie? I don't know. Uh, anyway, that's Doctor Anthony Chagoski. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four is the talk and text line. I should turn that on. Um. There's there's a lot of news again, uh, more just election audit news. Is that where we should start with the Friday? I mean, is this a Friday news dumpy stuff, or is there more important? I mean, I was sending you this stuff earlier in the week because I was really like planning ahead, um, I, and I should have just used it as my own. But where is that story here? Uh, bubonic bubonic plague and chipmunks forces closures of Lake Tahoe sites. I mean, that seems per, pretty important. Can you, I, you know, the last thing we need at this point is the bubonic plague. Like COVID's been bad enough. <laughs> the bubonic <laughs> plague in chipmunks forces closure of top Lake Tahoe sites. I don't know what Lake Tahoe sites are. I guess I. This is how far I've gotten into the story because I sent it to you. Now <laughs> I'll look at it later. Um, but yeah, like just, uh, the chipmunks have the bubonic plague now is, can, can we get it? Should we get a, the virus expert on to tell us if we can get the bubonic plague from chipmunks? I feel like we do need an expert to weigh in on this because Rick, this is what happened with COVID probably. It jumped from like a bat to humans or whatever in that market in Wuhan. And what if the same thing could happen with the chipmunk that has the bubonic plague? Well, you know, one of the delicacies of people that live around Lake Tahoe is chipmunk. <laughs> They're always eating chipmunk, chipmunk, uh, kebab, and I don't know. That's all I got. <laughs> so that was one of the stories I sent you earlier this week. And then um, the other one was, did you watch this video of the guy on the airline that got the, the, he was crazy and the passengers 
and and flight attendants duct taped him to a seat. People have lost their freaking minds on airplanes now. Like Rick, I'm gonna be flying to North Carolina next week. Like, should I be like working out, doing some strength training or whatever if I have to like get into a fist fight or something on the airplane? What is protocol with carry on can you can you bring duct tape as a carry on item i guess not only should you it's probably essential at this point if you have to like restrain a crazy passenger these poor flight attendants kinda, by the way i kind of want to know where the duct tape came from that's one of the details that the, the hill here uh sort of missed like did the flight attendants have some duct tape did somebody go below and grab some duct tape or did one of the passengers have because it's always handy to have duct tape right in your carry-on. I mean, it never it, it's always going to come in handy for something. Hey, duct tape has about a million uses. Who knew that one of the uses would be restraining a crazy and drunken passenger on a Frontier Airlines flight? And this guy on the on the flight was he he was punching flight attendants. He was saying really inappropriate stuff. But man, just to I get, but what else would you do? What else would you do to some unruly passenger? And what was the, what was the dude on something? What was going on? Apparently, he was drunk. And Rick, it seems like there this is part of a trend where there is like legitimately more bad behavior just in society in general, but on airplanes in particular nowadays. Because people are losing their minds over the stress of air travel. You add on top of that the Many of the airlines are understaffed. There's a story recently about how Spirit Airlines is having to cancel like the majority of its flights because it's so disorganized and understaffed. So there's all this stress involved with air travel. We know that it's unpleasant to travel via air most of the time. And then you have people getting annoyed over mask requirements and getting into fights over that. It's just I'm. I'm not looking forward to my flight next week, Greg. How many flight attendants do you actually need? I mean, I get some of the flights are longer. We could all do. We could all go without a little baggie of snacks, uh, even if the flight's five hours long. I get it. Uh, we all can understand when the light dings. You can, that, okay, I can use the bathroom, right? And when it's off, you you know turn your when the over the PA they say turn your cell phone on airplane mode. Okay, I can I can handle that. Uh, do we really need flight attendants? Do we really need waiters and waitresses? We could change society right now. The pandemic could change all of society. Rick, it's the 1% to 2% of society that are just like idiots and can't behave themselves. That is the reason we need flight attendants, right? 98% of us can behave ourselves in a civilized manner on a flight. It's the 1% to 2% that we need the flight attendants for. We don't need flight attendants, but... Flight attendants often sit in those seats that face the rest of the crowd, so to speak, or passengers. They're, in, you know, they probably they're kind of the best seats, right? Except that you now everybody's staring at you, and that's kind of uncomfortable <laughs> for certain people. Me, um, but if you if you just put one of those, you just have maybe one or two of those seats. No flight attendants, but just two of the biggest, hugest people, and all they're doing is holding on to duct tape. It's a great, like a bouncer. Yeah, two bouncers. Not flight attendants anymore. Flight bouncers with duct tape, and they're ready to duct tape your ass to the seat. Brilliant. Brilliant. I solved it. Also, do that in restaurants. <laughs> Wait, they already have bouncers. We'll be back. So what I like about Facebook Messenger, and I think, what do you? What kind of phone do you have? An Apple phone? Uh, Android. Android, okay. So I think Apple text will, there's a, there's a way that it, 
lets you know that the person read your text. Oh, yeah. And Android is just freewheeling. You have no idea. Right. Like, I hope it got there. Uh, you kind of yeah. know it got there, but you have no idea. So I sent Chris Mann, the doctor, biology doctor at Viterbo, the, the bubonic plague squirrel story. And he's read it. So I see that he's looking. He maybe he, he said he's on a fishing trip and he might not be able to. He said this earlier in the week. So may or may not get him to call. We'll see. We're going to wait. If you see that red, uh, <laughs> that means Chris is calling this way on the side. Uh, 608-785-7914. So we were also talking about, along with the bubonic plague, we were also talking about duct taping passengers and airlines uh, because they're unruly. And Kevin texted in, because uh, where where would you get duct tape, right? If somebody, it's Nobody's bringing duct tape. As, as smart as it sounds, nobody's carrying on duct tape. I kind of wonder if you could. You probably can't bring on duct tape, right? You probably couldn't carry it on. Uh, let's check with the TSA on this. Okay, I'll tell you. Uh, I might have Ian Turner's number. It's 519, though, government worker right. past 5 o'clock. But at the airport, so we'll see. Uh, but Kevin Texan, they pulled the duct tape off a of landing gear. It was holding the wheels on. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, that sounds about right. That sounds about right, Kevin. I don't know how they landed. I mean, do you just put the guy in place of the landing gear then at that point? <laughs> um, another texter, hey, Rick, another long day, damn Bongino, and then I didn't read the rest of the text. So that's all the further I got there. Um, all right, so where do you want to go? Bubonic Plague, we've checked that off unless Chris calls me back. And uh, Duct Tape Passenger, those were my two contributions to uh, – to the show that I sent you over the, you know, throughout the week. Um, you know, there's what, what are we doing with governor Evers? So if governor Evers tweets this thing that you sent me, but I looked and he didn't put it on his Facebook page. Could we file a lawsuit that governor Evers isn't giving me all the information that a government official is through all his social media platforms? Because if he tweets something, he should also have to put it on Facebook because I am not getting the information. That's, you know, being presented by the governor. The Facebook followers need this information about the cream puff promo for vaccinations at the Wisconsin State Fair. So Governor Evers reported on Twitter today that 50 people have received the vaccine at the Wisconsin State Fair. And Rick, I really need some investigative reporting on this. I want to know what those 50 people were doing like what their motives were like were they on the fence about the vaccine and then they heard oh i can get a free cream puff well that closes the deal for me i'm getting the vaccine are you doing a nixon right now what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> let's get a cream puff i don't know i don't even know a Nick- I, didn't, I didn't watch the nixon movie either uh hbo um yeah so i did i did talk about this earlier in the week when this came out like really this is where we're going this is what is going to push someone over the top to get vaccinated the only the only theory well and there's probably other ones but the best theory i could come up with is i'm at the state fair i'm not a person that like takes in news somehow the plague got by me not the bubonic plague but the covid plague somehow the vaccine news got around me i didn't see it i'm only watching sports center even though even there you probably know that you could get vaccine for free uh, so you're walking through, oh, what? Free cream puff? Do you, do you think it just says free cream puff? Or do you think it says get vaccinated, get free cream puff? This sounds or- like a Homer Simpson scenario. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes. We, somebody, somebody tell us your motivation when you see. And yes, we need a picture of the, the booth. Is it a booth? 
I like think the state fair has booths, right? There's just a bunch of booths somewhere, probably. And probably numerous places to get a cream puff. My understanding is that they're popular here in Wisconsin. Did they jack up the prices for cream puffs if you didn't get vaccinated just to incentivize <laughs> people even more? It's like $20 for a cream puff. Now. Also, yeah, also... Did the government get a deal on cream puffs? Because that's taxpayer money, right? That's taxpayer money. Or maybe we're using the, the uh, American Rescue Plan money uh, to buy cream puffs for these 50 people. There, honest to God, was a state legislator who tweeted the other day, where is Tony Evers getting the money for these cream puffs? And he meant it sincerely. Tweeted, like, who right. cares where he's getting the money? It's a cream puff. He somehow swindled 50 people into getting <laughs> vaccinated for cream puffs. Also, you got to get two shots. I know you can get the Johnson & Johnson, but they said also I think you could get the Pfizer shot. Me, I'm a, I'm a Moderna guy. Anyway, but uh, if, you got the jo- if you got the Pfizer shot, let's just say you're not so into the vaccine. Do you go up to there and you're going to get free cream puff? Vac- I got to get two vaccines. You know what? I'll just get a half a Pfizer shot. I'll get a free cream puff. I ain't going back two weeks later. And do you go back to the booth after the <laughs> fair is over? Do the cream puff people just sit out there for the two weeks? Maybe you get a voucher for a free cream puff in you the should. 2022 fair. You should, get, <laughs> you should get a voucher for another free cream puff <laughs> if you go back for your second shot. Otherwise, what's going to incentivize these people to go back two weeks later? And, and where do they go back? I don't understand where you go back. I, I'm going to say something controversial. I don't like cream puffs. We got to take a break. <laughs> All right, had to take a break there real quick because you can't just say stuff like that on the air, Trigoski. I, <laughs> I I could have dumped you, but I didn't. It just like it wasn't so bad that I, this is like Aaron Rodgers saying he's given up dairy. I mean, he Aaron Rodgers gives up dairy. The Packers never win an NFC championship game again, and he's almost out of the state. Like, he's almost done. Well, mind you, Rick, I'm not a native Wisconsinite. Right, I'm from yeah. Minnesota, so it's not in my blood to enjoy cream puffs necessarily. I mean, go to Minnesota then and go work at the University of Minnesota. They're not requiring a vaccine, by the way. <laughs> St. Mary's University, cl- close to requiring a vaccine uh, to be on campus, by the way. Um UWL going to do that? What's the news there? The indication that we're getting, and this is complicated by a recent action in the Wisconsin state legislature, but my understanding is that we are going to ask that students get vaccinated or we are going to have them get tested. Like, because it's got to be one or the other just from a basic public health standpoint, right? Like, we can't have unvaccinated and untested students who could potentially cause an outbreak on campus. So I think the reasonable thing and what we're kind of going toward is get vaxxed or get tested, but it's going to be one or the other. And you're going to have to get tested once a week all the time? It's That's the complicated part is... All right. I, well, I went to uh, 17 bars over the weekend and, you know, was out till 2.30 in the morning. Don't know how I got home. Probably should get tested. And the devil is in the details here, and we don't have the details fully worked out. But, Rick, this action by the Wisconsin State Legislature earlier this week does complicate matters because it might be the case, depending on who you ask and depending on who is interpreting the law, it might be the case that now the UW system cannot 
put requirements into place that are related to COVID as they pertain to vaccines or masking. It's this this committee that reviews the rules that are passed by state agencies, and it's not clear what exactly the UW can do right now. What this agency did was basically say that if the UW is going to require different things for COVID, then they have to be able to review it, this legislative committee. So it's not clear to me what exactly we are and are not allowed to do. Hopefully we do get some clarity on that as the month goes on and as the semester draws nearer. The committee is there. The the UW system wanted to put in these rules. Sounds like they did, and then the committee went, eh. But they're also, the UW system messed up a little bit because there needs, if you're going to implement rules, there needs to be a public comment. It's a public situation, right? Yeah, the idea is that the state legislature has oversight over the rules that get enacted by state agencies. And here the question is, well, does this particular committee, and I don't want to get too into the weeds here, but does this particular committee have the authority to basically veto any COVID-related rulings that the UW system might enact? And the UW stance, and we kind of saw this at UW-Madison, is that they're just going to plow ahead and see what happens and see if any legal challenges come about. But UW-Madison kind of led the way on this. They are moving right ahead with a mask requirement. They're moving right ahead with certain vaccine requirements. And I think that they're just going to say, basically dare the, basically dare the state legislature to sue them. It would be a weird thing to have. There's certain aspects of society where, if there's a rule and there should be a public comment situation, the Verizon cell phone tower in, in the park, right? That's going to go on, so to speak, public land. Verizon needs to put it there. can't be anywhere else. Uh, if we did public comment on doing that, mm, I think everybody in lacrosse would say no, most likely. And anybody else would say who gives a bleep because they want better cell phone service when they're in the park. And Rick, you know, to your point on this, this action by the state legislature was really sprung on people without time for comment or without much notice. It was really sprung on people and didn't give the UW system much time to respond because I feel like the Republicans in the state legislature knew that opposition would mobilize if they basically took a hard line against COVID restrictions at the UW campuses. All right. Oh, you were calling Pete. I was going to get you on. All right. We got to take another break. I'm doing the news. We're going to still, still a little bit of recovery from Trigoski's cream puff statement. <laughs> and also, Chris Mann can't call in, but he did email me back, uh, well, message me back on the bubonic plague uh, plaguing chipmunks in Lake Tahoe. <laughs> All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line if you want to get in here. All right, we have a couple of follow-ups here on some very important stories that we we hit on earlier in the show. Bubonic plague and chipmunks forces closures at Lake Tahoe. First of all, Chagoski, and I, I should just reintroduce you. I, I'm sorry about that. Dr. Anthony Chagoski, UB lacrosse political science professor in here, offering his... Here to discuss chipmunks. Just like very expert <laughs> on chipmunks and chipmunk-related plagues. 
But I, I think it's important just to read a couple of paragraphs of this story from, uh, is it the Hill or the, Guard- the Guardian? Uh, surrounded by fires, parched by drought, and shut down by the pandemic, residents of California's scenic South Lake Tahoe thought they'd endured everything. That was until last week, or this week, when the U.S. Forest Service announced it was closing several popular sites after discovering bubonic plague in the chipmunk population. The federal agency announced this week that based on a positive play on positive plague tests in the rodent population around hiking areas, it would close the well-trafficked Taylor Creek Visitor Center near Kiva Beach uh, through today. So maybe we're open. Maybe we're back open. This is all just uh, to do about nothing. According to the first Forest Service, plague can spread by squirrels, chipmunks, and other wild rodents, specifically by Fleas that come into contact with infected animals and then go on to bite humans. Hmm. All right. So Chris Mayne's a biologist at the Viterbo University. Uh, if you've listened to the show consistently, you've probably heard him come on and we just pick his brain on COVID. And it's usually a good show because uh, he, he puts to rest a lot of questions people have, no matter how out there. <laughs> um, but I But I asked him and he said he can't call in, but he said, yeah, the plague is still a thing. Last time I remember hearing about it in humans, someone got it from eating a marmot. Is that how you say that? Marmot? Um, I believe. And he said, nothing to worry about, but it leads to shocking internet stories. <laughs> and the other story that we got is the the passenger in on what uh, Frontier? Yeah. Frontier Airlines. Uh, he was so rowdy, like punching flight attendants, swearing, just being all kinds of obnoxious, that they Passengers or flight attendants duct taped him to his seat, which seems crazy. And it brought up the question, Does can you bring duct tape on as a carry-on item? Because the you know, the times we live in, the things that we've experienced, it seems like maybe that would be one we can't even bring like a shampoo bottle on. Right. So like why would I be able to bring duct tape? Well, apparently somebody that works at the airport here in La Crosse says you can. Take duct tape on a plane, both if you're checked in or carry on. Better be prepared to go to the to NC. So he says, you, Chagoski, who's preparing to go to North Carolina, pack your duct tape. All right. I'm going to stock up. If the head of the airport here says, bring your duct tape, you better bring (laughs) your duct tape, man. He sees everything, right? Uh, He he then sent a screenshot uh, from TSA.gov saying, uh, duct tape, carry on bags, check for yes, Checked bags. Check for yes. Uh, so this is either the head of the the airport here in La Crosse or somebody very good at graphic design that <laughs> sent us uh, a fake screenshot, though then he later sent the, a link right to the TSA.gov site, unless he created a fake <laughs> internet website just for this show in the last 12 minutes. So we put to, to rest a couple of things. We don't really have to worry about the bubonic plague, right. I think, unless we eat a marmot. A marmot? Marmot? Should avoid that. Okay, don't eat any marmots. I'm sorry if I can't pronounce it. It's really never, ever thought of that animal before in my life and thought to even say it out loud. And uh, bring your duct tape for anyone flying, which Tragoski will. Now, are you going to get actual duct tape, like D-U-C-T tape? Or do you think you'll go, you know, that off-brand, that's quack, quack duct tape because it's a little cheaper? I feel like to restrain a human being in an airplane seat, you need top quality duct tape. Yeah, you can't because, I mean, how much duct tape have you used in, in your life? Oh, fair you, bit. You're using duct tape because, you know, you think like manly men 
probably use a lot of duct tape, but actually it's the man, the not so manly men, the not so like fixer upper men who are using way more duct tape than anyone else. Cause if I got to fix something, I, a, I'm not going to know how. And then when dad doesn't answer the phone, then I actually have to figure out how to fix it. And that's when like you duct tape your headlight back to your car. Exactly. So the, the duct tape situation comes in way more. So, uh, to, to idiots like us over the people that, you know, know how to fix things. I'm not saying you're an idiot that doesn't know how to fix things, but you're a political science professor. I'm just making assumptions here. Um, yeah, and duct tape, man. If you, I mean, we, you can go to the store and get some duct tape that just sucks. Like it doesn't. Like how is this even? Like the, if government regulation should be uh, are a thing, they should be regulating how terrible some of this duct tape is because it's useless. I don't know. If, just you, check the Amazon reviews. Yeah, check the Amazon. Oh, you're an Amazon duct taping. <laughs> I'm just going to Harbor Freight, and then they have like the 10 packs of duct tape. Mm-hmm. You just buy. But if you go commit to the 10 pack of duct tape, and you take the first one out, and you go to use it, and it's some of that duct tape that just doesn't stick to anything, then you're just out like, you know. Four. The 10 pack is a big risk. Yeah, it's it's a big commitment. You almost need to check the Harbor Freight reviews for that. <laughs> uh, the mayor of the north side, Kent, is calling in. Kent, go ahead. I think I, did I do well, that right? Yes, you did, sir. Hey, doctor, uh, thanks for taking my call. But both of you guys, I am the master of the duct tape. I had a leaky faucet or drain under my bathroom sink once, and I took some silicone putty, put it on there, wrapped a bunch of duct tape. That thing lasted for like 10 years. Are you still living in this place? Did you get? Is it still the case? No, I did finally get the drain thing replaced but yeah i'm still living there but it lasted for like 10 years well what happened? you guys need any duct tape and I, I don't care if it's your roof plumbing <laughs> anything i got you covered brother Kent, what happened after 10 years that you had to then you must have had to hire a plumber at some point actually i didn't i'm not like you rick i don't hire expensive people my <laughs> wife's ex-husband came over and replaced the drain pipe that's well, a, so that worked out. That good. story took a turn. Yeah, that's a sacrifice there. You sacrifice. <laughs> hey, I need uh we need your ex husband to come fix something. That's worse than me calling my dad, Kent. I'll let the wife know that. You need work on your truck, anything. My wife works on trucks, but her ex husband does like the duct taping perfectly or the replacement of the pipe. It's cheap, it's good. You know, so yeah, hey, but either one of you guys need something done, let me know, brother. Do you have any do you have any uh apprehension to buying quack quack duct tape versus duct tape with the t no 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 no. we go with the gorilla duct tape oh gorilla duct tape all right good enough thanks kent all right buddy all right that's good to know i mean just important stuff gorilla duct tape sounds like uh kent it sounded like kent was an expert but then again it sounded like kent had his wife's ex-husband come do the duct taping I'm not really sure. And also the plumbing. There's a lot going on there just too much it's too much to dive into we only have you know 15 more minutes um, should we should we dive back into something a little bit easier to talk about? <laughs> forensic audits in the state of Wisconsin and what? So me and William Garcia are, are going to do uh, a podcast on Monday uh, about this a little bit, but I don't think we're going to deep dive too far into what the um, what is she the the Republican committee something something Rebecca. Yeah, uh, Janelle Branchin. Yep, Janelle. She is the chair of the State Assembly Elections Committee. And the big news today was that she issued, or maybe issued, subpoenas to Milwaukee and Brown counties for election materials. She's been pushing for like an Arizona style forensic audit though if you ask 10 people in the government what a forensic audit means you'll probably get 10 different answers I, this is the question i want to ask you but i may 
I might want to get a break in here, but do you, do you know, if I ask, what is a, without answering, do you know the answer to what is a forensic audit? Yes or no? No. No. (laughs) (laughs) You should have just said, I'll let you know after the break. Should have did it that way. I didn't know your answer was going to be no, but maybe nobody does. All right. We're going to get into that in a minute, but I just, I just remember I should take this break before I get in trouble for not. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line if you want to get in here. Dr. Anthony Tregoski, UW Lacrosse political science professor, is in here. The Biden administration, according to Michael Stratford on Twitter, he's got a blue check mark, so he's legit, right? Is that how that works? He's legit. Yep. Blue check mark. Uh, breaking. The Biden administration will extend the freeze on federal student loans until January 31st, 2022. So a year and a half from now. Uh, per official and sources familiar, the relief had been set to expire at the end of next month. Uh, officials described this as a final extension, um, except that uh, final extension, the next step would be just right before the Biden, uh, we go to vote for Biden, we just cancel student debt, right? That's the plan. He's going to face a lot of pressure from within his party to do that. There are certain Democrats who just want a wholesale cancellation of like all student debt. And Joe Biden has not been willing to go that far. He's talked about maybe canceling up to $10,000. He says that he may have the legal authority to do that. I I don't know for sure what he has the legal authority to do or not do. Certain Democrats think that he has the authority to cancel all student loan debt. But this does buy the administration some time, Rick, because... There is going to be enormous pressure on the Biden administration to do something related to student loans, whether it's cancellation or whether it's some student loan relief measure. It buys them some time to the end of January. And I should note, this is a Trump-era policy. This was an executive action by President Trump in March, I believe, of 2020 to basically stop interest and stop Uh, people from having to make payments on student loans as a way to kind of prop up the economy and to give people more money to spend. Why are we, we probably shouldn't have a thing called student loans, right? Where we're, where the government is taking interest rates on giving students money to get educated. That seems kind of like a, just a weird place to be. This is going to be the kind of discussion that Democrats and Congress is going to be having as the new date draws nearer, the date where this student loan moratorium expires. So I expect that this will become a hot topic as we get into the winter. And like I said, Biden is going to face pressure from the left wing of his party. He may not want to go as far as complete cancellation of student debt. My guess is that there will be some kind of cancellation or relief measure enacted paired with some reforms of the system, maybe to deal with interest rates, Rick, like you mentioned. I think that this is a policy area that is ripe for reform, but just not right now. They've got infrastructure to deal with right now. Yeah, we, I mean, we're, we've extended it, so we can worry about it in January of 2022. But also, people that are in debt for student loans are people that are having a little bit of trouble getting by. They're probably living paycheck to pay. It's not like rich people are in debt with student loans because they're paying or having daddy pay their student loans. And I think that's a misconception about this, Rick, because... People have said, well, if you cancel student loans, that just benefits the rich and the privileged. And it really doesn't. So 
I know that there are reasonable arguments to be made on all sides when it comes to this debate about canceling or relief for student loans, but it really is an issue that kind of hits the middle to lower middle class more than others. I guess you could, I mean, you could really regulate it to an extent. Hey, if you graduated college and you're making 150K a year, you probably could pay your student loans off, right? Or just kill the interest rate on the student loans or kill the penalties on it. We're in a, we're in a funny situation in society as in itself in that we we're, we're all good with giving students loans for college. But if those same students graduated high school, wanted to get a mortgage, well, let's see your credit. Let's see what kind of, eh, I don't know. We can't give you a mortgage. Okay. Well, I can't get a mortgage. Well, I'm going to go pay a thousand dollars to rent a place Instead of paying a thousand dollars for a mortgage, we're good. We're good with that. You go kill yourself renting, which doesn't get, uh, let you accumulate anything, right? Like you wanna you wanna purchase a house and then you you're able to like build equity, right? But you can't do that. We're gonna let you. But we're gonna make you pay rent. But we'll give you a student loan, which is an investment in yourself to an extent. But there's no equity there until you know who who knows how far down the road because not a lot of students are coming out of college. Uh, with, you know, $200,000 job. And I will say, Rick, like locally, we have a lot to be happy about because when you look at UW-Lacrosse, our students tend to graduate with not a lot of debt and they're able to get the kinds of jobs that enable them to pay the, pay whatever loans they might have back. And so I think that here in Lacrosse, we can feel pretty good about our situation locally. But when you talk about these like high priced private colleges or graduate degrees that really cause people to take out a lot of loans, then you get into the horror stories, right? Of people who pay $200,000 to go to New York university for like a degree in theater. And it just doesn't pay off. First of all, the propaganda arm of UW lacrosse, UW lacrosse, (laughs) political science, (laughs) professor, Dr. Anthony Chagoski. Also, you have a point. Like uh, I, I will just say that I was lucky enough to uh, partially have some of my college paid for uh, by a a great aunt of mine. It was awesome back in the day. She offered to pay for all the kids in the family's college. Well, some of the kids in the family did want to do stuff like that, go to liberal uh, art school and get a $200,000 degree somewhere. And then she said, "Mm, no, you you can do that on your own. But I will pay for, you know, your UW-Stevens Point College, but not your you know, just whatever, like very high priced uh, college somewhere. I get that question all the time, right? Like, is college still worth it? And for public colleges, the answer is undoubtedly yes, because tuition is relatively reasonable. It's gone up over the years. I want to say last I saw it was like five, like nine grand a year or something like that? That's about what it's running at UWL right now, about nine to 10,000. That will pay off in the long run. It is these really pricey boutique kind of private schools that lure people in. You could say it. You could say it, Trigoski. Viterbo. No, Viterbo. You're, you're competitor. No, I'm just kidding. Viterbo just kidding. Is, ex- in a, is an excellent school, and they are very reasonably priced as well. I'm just kidding. I, I wanted to start a rivalry right here. <laughs> hey, so I pulled up the AP Top Stories page just because it's Friday at 5, you know, six, almost 6 o'clock. I don't really see any news dumpy type. I mean, looking, you would have gotten a notification uh, for some news dumpy type stories. We're not seeing that. Uh, but a couple minutes left. Do we want to just f- solve the Andrew Cuomo situation or not? Really? I mean, 11 women 
accusing him of wrongdoing, Rick. I mean, where there is smoke, there is fire. And if 11 people are independently accusing him of inappropriate remarks, inappropriate touching, then you know that this guy is gross and disgusting and needs to resign immediately or needs to be impeached and removed if he won't resign. Or he's Italian and that's just how they do it. No. Yeah, I mean, he's made this sort of like weird cultural and generational argument, like his culture or his generation. He's older and it's just different. And the stuff he's accused of is not at all like acceptable in any culture or in any generation. Come on. And I think there's some quotes if you go back in time a little ways where if if the quote, if you took the quote from what Cuomo said then and applied it to him now, he's speaking directly against himself on a government or, 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 a le- or an official or a person in leadership uh, being able to retain. Are we just in a part of society, and we only got a minute here, where or a society or leadership where maybe just government, where we're just going to we're just going to push through because, hey, the other side did it and they're not relenting. So why wouldn't like Al Franken, if we go went back to Al Franken, a Minnesota senator, we Al Franken wouldn't wouldn't step down now based on what he went through, where, where we're going now. The playbook that Cuomo is trying to use is to deny everything and hunker down and try to ride this out. And that is the new playbook in politics. And it's unfortunate because when you have the kinds of allegations and the credible allegations, he needs to go and he needs to go right now. I mean, we have that situation with the Minnesota uh, representative in St. Paul. That's kind of he's had allegations, but those were 10 years ago and they were he wasn't proven guilty in any of them but right i mean um, you have to uh, you have to assess each case on its own merits yeah almost you kind of want that guy to step down too a little bit based <laughs> on his history right like it's just such a weird situation to be in all right Chagoski, thanks for joining me man thanks rick all right everyone have a great weekend